Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go, let's go! Show up on day one, work out with us for 30 minutes, feel good right away. Yo! Repeat five days a week for three weeks. Three weeks? Five workouts a week. We're body, and we call that a body block. You pick the block, and you're going to love the experience. On week four, this part is really important. Take the week off. Seriously, we mean it. Rest, go on vacation, or try something new. Maybe some yoga. Notice you're not holding on to any tension here. Or a dance class. Get sexy with it, daddy. You do you. And then start again. Be committed to this process. Choose a new body block each month. Get a new challenge each month. Have fun every day. Avoid burnout. You're not going to quit on yourself today. This is how you reach your goals. You win? There is nothing that we can't do if we work together. Sign up for your first body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I Are you ready to get started? Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Abby. And you're listening to Real Moms of Bravo, a weekly Bravo podcast where we recap your favorite Bravo shows in 30-ish minutes or less. And you would think after a year of doing this, I would have that down, but I do not. So (laughs) it goes to show that. LDR 2020 resolution to do our our own intro. Our own (laughs) intro, but I mean... We've got a lot to talk about. And I know we say this all the time, but truly this week was epic in Housewife Bites. It was, and it was because it's from two franchises that are just known for their fights. And uh, when we talk about Atlanta, I have some thoughts on how quickly productions jumped in. Um, You don't see that on every city. So, I mean, I just think Atlanta and New Jersey, they're known for epic fights. And the fact that they both have them in the same week made it extra crazy and extra exciting. And I even think for us though, like it's been a crazy week because this is our fourth podcast we've done in one week. So we had ours last Sunday. We were on mixing with Monty discussing Vanderpump rules. So we won't be doing our recap recap recap. I can't talk either. <laughs> Words are hard. people. Words are hard. Uh, so we won't be doing our recap on v- Vanderpump rules. Cause we did that with mixing with Monty. So make sure you check out uh, that podcast that we love. And then we interviewed Carrie Brittingham from Real Housewives of Dallas, which was amazing and exciting. I, It's just so weird when we get to talk to housewives, isn't it? It's very strange because we, you get a sense with these folks, like you feel like you know them from watching them on TV and you're never yeah. really sure what they're going to be like. But I'm so glad that we've been lucky to have such wonderful encounters and she's no exception to that. She was lovely, like didn't bulk at anything we threw at, throughout her. She was awesome. She was so great. Uh, and you know, we've interviewed our first interview ever was with Bronwyn and Sean and they were amazing. So we've been extremely lucky with having amazing housewives and we hope that continues. Um, we're going to keep trying to get other ones. If you like them or have people you want us to try to interview, let us know. We're not shy. We reach out to anyone and everyone still waiting for Carl from summer house to return our request, but uh, maybe we can get that one done too. But so that's kind of what we've had in the last week. So we're really going to focus on Atlanta, New Jersey. And I think we should just dive right into Atlanta, which literally just ended this week's episode 30 minutes ago. And I'm so I mean, yeah. it it's a lot. I mean, we start the episode with Dennis reproposing to Portia I laughed watching it because he he didn't even let her respond. He like shoved that ring back up her finger. And she never really said yes. Like her response was, I'm going to continue working on our family, which I actually liked. But I wish 
she would have made him work a little bit harder before taking him back. I wish she would have said, even amongst her friends, because he kind of put her on the spot. I think she could have said, I'll take this ring and wear it, but this isn't us moving forward with wedding planning. We have a lot of work to do. I want us to be a family, but you've hurt me. You've betrayed me. And that takes a lot of time to rebuild. And a diamond does not expedite that process. Not at all. And I thought Candy's comments were, I sided with her. I I agree. It's kind of like, it's great, but I don't know. And when he said he was being selfish and Cynthia in her interview said, um, selfish and cheating aren't the same thing. Like, I'm very I different hand in hand, but you know what? I, I give Portia credit, although I may not understand it, but I give her credit for being very, very honest with us viewers through the good, the bad, and the ugly of the relationship. She shares way more than she probably needs to. And if she's going to try with her family and with therapy and counseling and all the things that they're doing to try to save their relationship, I give them credit for that. I do too. I will say I loved Kenya Shade this entire episode. It made me realize I could never be friends with her. But the second they get back on that bus after the big night, I love how she basically just starts grilling Portia. It's I would never be able to ask them the questions she asked or be like, Where what's this mean? What are you guys at? I'm so confused. How does everyone else feel about this? But all of us as viewers were clapping like, this is amazing. We're going to get down to like the blog articles and find out if they're true or not. I had forgotten about the bestiality allegations. I mean, there's been so much shit. And with Snakegate, I kind of forgot about (laughs) so many animals. (laughs) I kind of forgot about it too. But I like that Portia redirected after all that. And she's like, let's get down to what we're all here. And we want to know is Snakegate. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to deflect, deflect, deflect. <laughs> and it was a good deflection because um, it led to everyone doing like a, a pajama party at Marlowe's hotel room. And uh, I guess for Nini, she sleeps in the nude because she walked in in underwear and like nipple pasties. Yeah, but she was like the icebreaker as things got tense between Cynthia and Marlo. And those two did not hold back. I will say in all the years I've watched Atlanta, I've never seen Cynthia look so angry as she and did in so that moment i felt yeah. bad for her because i gave nini the opportunity to be like this is the cynthia i've known and you're finally seeing it i don't think it's fair i think you film somebody for 11 12 years you're gonna walk you're gonna see them snap eventually but i agree i mean usually she's pretty calm cool collected with um any type of confrontation if she even when it's directly with her i've never seen her lash out like that but i think she just felt so betrayed and i think she was starting to like marlo and that's probably what upset her the most oh sure and i mean yeah <laughs> i was speechless so that was like one fight that started then nini yelling at marlo yeah all hell breaks loose nini's yelling at marlo and telling her calm down to let her talk and then on the side i believe like people are saying it's yovana it's yovana and yovana is like deflecting and then she goes after Portia and her relationship and basically tells her that she needs to check her man. Portia about loses her shit. Everyone's like about to like pull each other's weaves out. And then there is a altercation. Then the altercation between Nini and Kenya happened. It it just was crazy. I, I don't know. Like, did you see too? All of a sudden, like, I couldn't keep track. It's just everybody yelling and screaming at each other. I'm like, my head's going back and forth. I'm like, what is happening here? And when I, we were talking about this earlier, 
Atlanta fights escalate so quickly. It will start with two people and then two other people go at it because they're defending opposite people. And then somebody else chimes in. And before you know it, the whole cast is fighting and they have gotten kind of physical before. Did you know, I mean, production did not waste a second to step in there. And usually that fourth wall is not broken ever that quickly. And they, they were right in there separating the women. It was kind of nuts. I'm sure Amy got into it over her closet, but it was, it was bananas. It was fast. I feel like it was very alcohol induced. It was after a night of partying and, you know, strong, strong cocktails and they did not hold back. But we did find out in that chaotic fight that it was Yovana, that bitch, Yo-Yo, as Portia calls her. Yeah. And it was her. She allegedly has a audio. We're not really quite sure if that means a production clip audio or something recorded on the phone, but of someone. And I feel like that someone is still Yovana um, of Cynthia talking trash on Nini. It was so weird because how they were saying a recording versus audio. I even like how Candy goes, I am not really following. I think all of us were like, wait, I... I still didn't quite understand Nini's definition, but it does sound like, I mean, it sounds like it was something production gave Yovana, but that just seems, I mean, I know production creates some things, but that would be really taking it to the next level. I, I just don't know if production would do that. Well, and the thing is, Cindy and Nini have been talking shit on each other all season long, all last year. Like, what it, what could she have said that would be so detrimental yeah, to their already shitty relationship. Like I, that part kind of confuses me. Are they just trying to wave this here to just piss Cynthia off? And there really isn't much substance to that audio clip. I don't know, but I was here for the drama. And now we got to watch it. It was great. It and I mean, I, I shouldn't say it, it wasn't great. It was entertaining. It also reminded me why Atlanta really is just so different from some of the other franchises. I think the women aren't, I don't, like, they don't filter themselves at all. If they're mad, it just comes out and they're going to yell at you and they go directly to you. Or some of the other franchises looking at Orange County, Beverly Hills, it's all, let's just talk about that other person when they're not there. Somebody will tell them or let's leak something to the press about them. But Atlanta just goes all in and I loved it it was it was very very entertaining to watch I was shocked though at the brunch the next day I thought I just felt like it was going to be a little bit more tense given everything that happened and I have to applaud I know you may know this too Marla walked in and almost immediately apologized I was very impressed by that yeah and I think that what might have been dinner because I think it was right after carnival oh you're right it was a dinner yeah yeah, but I, I did carnival. Side note, carnival was fun. It looked like a lot of gyrating. I could see how there's a lot of children made, but it looked like a good time. <laughs> but the dinner, yeah. So Marla immediately apologized to Cynthia. I gave her a lot of credit for just kind of owning her shit. And again, that's not something we see on a lot of other franchises. You're right, though. I do want to make a note. So this whole trip was about carnival. And I think we saw carnival for all of 90 seconds. It looked very fun, but I was there wasn't a lot of it. It was like they were there and then quickly they were leaving. Yes. Yes. So if anybody Yeah, if anybody was looking to learn more about carnival and like want to know what it's like to attend, I don't know if you got the best picture of that. But the dinner, yeah, they, so quickly Marlo apologizes and then Shady Shady Kenya. 
She's so jaded right now. I think anyone that's happy, she just wants to somehow ruin that for them and do it publicly and do it in a very messy way. You kind of could tell that by when she was asking Portia questions about Dennis. What does this mean? I'm kind of confused. You know, we've all heard X, Y, and Z. And then she kind of stirs the pot by asking Tanya if, if, like, they were asking her when she thinks she's going to be married. And Tanya's like, I have a perfect life. I don't think I need to be married which I could understand that if you've been dating someone for a while and you're not maybe having the expectation you're going to have kids. I don't think it's bad to say husband and wife, even if you're not married. Sure. I don't see anything wrong with that. And again, it's her business, her timeline. And I think she wasn't being kind of shady. She was definitely being shady and stirring the pot by going around specifically Tanya asking about when she's going to get married and then going around and asking all the women if they would want to know if their man was cheating on them. So that I feel like was like her setup. She was like, I'm just going to start, I'm going to start this little fire and then I'm going to ignite it. And even uh, Cynthia was saying in her interview, this is shady, especially like even for Kenya, who is one of the most shady women on the cast. So she was, she and Cynthia were privy to some information that an owner of like a cookie shop uh, had Tanya's boyfriend, husband hit on her. Yes. Paul hit on her and buy her drinks. And I think they exchanged numbers, which Tanya said, and not knowing the backstory, I don't think she knew what, what Kenya was trying to get at. And Tanya was like, I don't think that's cheating. I personally think exchanging of numbers is taking it a step too far. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think it's definitely taking a step too far. I think the minute you break trust and you're, you have, um, not so good intentions, why would you be texting that person if it's not for business purposes, if it's not for anything that's not maybe a friendship? I don't even know, but I think that's pretty shitty. I don't mind the whole buying of drinks thing. I could see like trying to, I don't know. I mean, he's not technically married, but he's in a very serious relationship. So he's like, you know, I'm just going to have a little bit of fun, be kind of flirty, buy this girl a few drinks. I mean, it's probably not the best behavior to do in the public if you're on a reality show but I don't think that's necessarily something that I would be super mad at and categorize as cheating. I wouldn't love it, but the exchanging of numbers, I think is taking it definitely a step too far. Like you said, the intention is there to to do something more than just innocent, but Kenya just kept pushing this just to kind of expose Tanya. And I swear she only wanted to do it because the second Tanya said, I'm happy and I'm okay. Not being married. Kenya is so unhappy married that she just, I feel like she can't let anybody else be happy right now. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. She had no other reason outside of that to go after Tanya. No. No reason. Like, Tanya, I don't... It's... Yes. I mean, Tanya just hosted an amazing trip for everybody. Like, I just feel like, in my head, I'm like, this is so rude for the person who actually has been, I would say, one of the best hostesses in Housewife history for a trip. Oh, the best. I thought she nailed everything with production's help, I'm sure. But she nailed it. And next week looks good. And it looks like Tanya has some um, tricks up her sleeve as well. I can't wait to see what she pulls out of that safe. I feel like it's going to be like <laughs> these these props that we've been having this year have just been <laughs> unbelievable. And I, I guess I say this year, it's a new year, but in the last 12 months, we've had a lot of really good props that have popped up on these housewife shows. And I cannot wait to see what is in that safe. But sadly, we have to wait another week. Uh, but we don't have to wait any longer to dive right into the New Jersey drama, which we knew what was going to happen. It was a to be continued. We 
we knew the hair pulling was going to happen. I, I'm sure Margaret was in a lot of pain. It looks like it was pulled really hard. She said something about how like production was like crying and everyone was crying. Maybe they edited that that out, but it didn't seem to be as intense in that moment as I was expecting. What about you? I wonder if it was kind of like she had whiplash and you know, you're so, you're so in shock that it doesn't kind of hurt for a minute until afterwards, but she seemed a little, I wouldn't say full blown hysterical, but she seemed pretty shooken up about it. Yeah. I just felt like the other women around, like they were definitely in shock, but I, I don't know. I was like, if everybody had been crying, they pulled themselves together very quickly. I just couldn't understand why Teresa in any instance, I get, it's not okay to, throw water on someone but to pull someone's hair like that and be that aggressive and I just I just like they kept everyone said like the second you put your hand on someone it's not okay and Teresa really didn't seem bothered by it in the slightest oh Teresa oh my god like Joe her brother who's foreshadowing then she's gonna get a huge taste of the Danielle pie when she throws it back in her face and shows her true colors to Teresa. It's kind of like everyone's telling you what's going to happen to you. And ultimately I guess it's going to have to have to happen to you, but that hair pull, Oh, I, I watched it a couple of times. I'm like, Holy shit. That looked very, very painful. And her even walking into it, it looked pure evil. Yeah. She it did just, not care. No, I, I, I was really disappointed. I'm glad all the other women rallied around Margaret, even some of the women who, might not have been her biggest fan. I don't think she's necessarily clicked with Jennifer in the past. They had, you know, their big fight in Oklahoma last season. But even Jennifer was saying, you know, you don't put your hand on someone else. That was not okay. And I think everyone else is understanding Danielle is just a very toxic, vile person. I don't think there's really any positive quality for her. But the good news is apparently we'll never have to see her on our TV again. Well, on Bravo. She's starting some YouTube cooking show, which will be, I'm sure, horrendous. Oh, yeah. So if you all missed it, she was on Watch What Happens Live last week and made this announcement that she thought everyone cared about and basically said that she will not appear on Housewives anymore. She basically said New Jersey Housewives. It sounds like she's open to the other cities, but she's not coming back to New Jersey. I don't know if that was prompted to by the fact that Margaret wants to sue her. I don't. And yeah. I don't know if she and I don't know if it's like prompted by that, like why she would make that announcement. It was very bizarre. Um, I'm, but I mean, by doing this, it makes it even easier for Margaret to sue her. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised by it because in your contracts, you can't sue your castmates. I think you actually can sue them if it's violence. You just can't sue them for like defamation of character or slander because that's kind of the whole point of the show. Which we became aware of that thanks to Kelly Dodd and Vicki Gumbelson when Vicki Gumbelson kept talking about Kelly Dodd doing coke, which was not true. Uh, but that whole situation, I felt like, you know, we've seen so many clips with it. It happened. It was very intense. And then I feel like from there, we're preparing for Melissa's big fashion show. But this st- storyline with the baby, I feel like they've got to let it go. It get, are they truly trying to convince us all they're going to have a fourth child? I just don't buy it. It feels very forced. And I just don't buy it. And a part of me feels kind of bad saying that if they really do have those intentions. But it just to me feels like a storyline for them. I just. It was kind of like last year and she was trying to find her sister. Oh, my God. How could I have forgot about that? 
you know, it's just like, oh, Melissa, you're you're really reaching and we love you. We truly love you. But don't you don't need to do these fake little silly storylines. But she seems to enjoy them. I feel like she likes doing these kind of things. I don't know if she just likes having something kind of out there to get people's attention, but she she likes doing that. It's cute. What do you think? Okay, so in terms of fashion shows and fashion shows are pretty huge part of New Jersey housewives. Do you prefer the Envy fashion show or the Posh fashion show? So here's the Envy was definitely smaller or it looked to be quite a bit smaller. I didn't see a huge production out of it. Like the after party looked like it was at a different location. The thing with the Posh fashion show, it was like you had tables. It was like, it was legit. You, it was at the country club that the Manzos run, or I think it previously had been, I don't know if it's still there. Uh, it was very, very fancy. They were serving, you know, champagne. There was a dinner. This felt more like, I, this is going to sound so bad. I don't mean for it to, because Melissa, I love her. But it felt more like you went to, like, a fall play, and then someone's, like, rich family rented out, like, a portion <laughs> of, like, the local bar and grill, and you got free, like, toasted raviolis. Oh, my God. Abby. Didn't you feel like it was just kind of like, it looked, okay, for those who are Catholic, do you, like, I'm going to say, do you remember, and no one's going to obviously talk back, but growing up Catholic, so anytime you had a communion or confirmation, you would go down into the church basement, and there was, like, punch and water and cookies, and it kind of had a similar vibe to the after party. (laughs) I thought it was a little, it was a little nice. I just miss uh, Kim, even though she was, she's horrible, but Kim D., is it Kim D or Kim G? Kim, Kim D. D. Yeah. D. I just liked the drama that she brought. And it was just kind of on another level. It was pretty intense. But we did get Frank Jr. out of this fashion show. I, okay. I can't. I, I'm like pleading with Bravo to not put him on our TV. Only because it makes me extremely uncomfortable how attracted I am to Frankie. And he is, I think, 20 years old. I am 34. There really isn't a scenario where I would feel comfortable legitimately, like, hooking up with him as hot as I think he is. But whenever I see him, I'm like, damn. Like, I I could put him on my list of five people that if I saw in real world and, like, hooked up with it wouldn't count as cheating. He is so hot. He is so attractive. I feel the same way. I've never... I think I feel uncomfortable with it like you do because there's never been someone that young that I've looked at and been like oh my god you're a babe usually they're at least like I don't know maybe 25 and up I can't even think of someone in that age range 25 and up that I find attractive like that but it is torture yeah I know (laughs) I will say though as you're saying you've never thought of someone young a little side story I so I work with, I've worked with this woman forever. I actually worked at the company that my dad used to work at and retired from. And so this woman that I worked with uh, knew my dad and knew me when I was in like middle school. So I, I know what her kids look like just from knowing her for so long. I don't really know any of my other coworkers' kids. I couldn't pick them up off the street. I was driving one day and this guy is running shirtless and I'm like, God, that guy is hot. Like I could only see his back, but like chiseled. And then he like turns a corner and I was turning, it was on the street I live on. So it wasn't like I was being a creeper and following him. And I look in my rear view mirror. I'm like, oh my God, that's Fran's son. He was 24 at the time. I 
felt so uncomfortable. And I, of course, told her. But, like, in that moment, I wanted to vomit because I'm like, I think my co-worker's son. Like, I, like, <laughs> stopped and looked in my rearview mirror to look and check him out. He was so hot. So, I mean, I get it, but it's it's very uncomfortable. And at the time, I was 29. So, I wasn't even, like, it was a five-year difference. He just felt, like, fresh out of college. And I felt close to my 30s. But I with Frank Jr., I just, I kind of, I don't know what to do with myself because I find yeah. him attractive. And I, it's not okay. Well, and you hear about ball hugger comments. I mean, his mom and yeah. dad are commenting on his junk. <laughs> he was, was the funny. hottest model of all of them, too. Of all the and male models. Gia agrees. I don't know, she gets to take him to prom, which I can't wait for. I can't wait for it either. But at the fashion show, Marge, there's drama between Marge and Teresa. So Marge is upset. It's the first time all the women have seen her since the incident. And she basically says that she's not going to talk to Teresa, that she wants Teresa to talk to her because she's felt like she's shown her loyalty to her. All these different years have always stood up to her and felt like Teresa should come to her. I think had they had, <coughs> excuse me, Marge not said the comment about the 21 year olds. I think Teresa might've been more likely to not necessarily apologize, but to see why Marge was upset about her not necessarily taking Marge's side and still saying she's going to be friends with Danielle. I think she's still really pissed. And we all know that Teresa holds a grudge and really doesn't forgive and forget. Mm-mm. She does not forgive and forget. So then Teresa catches wind of this. Poor Jennifer is trying to basically oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like trying to reason with her. And Dolores was smart. It was like, once I heard the tone in that voice, uh-uh, I'm leaving. I'm going to go. But Jennifer's trying to reason with her while also showing her loyalty to her friend and just trying to explain everything. And then Teresa spills water on her to basically, in Teresa's eyes, bring up the point, like, wouldn't you be pissed if that happened to you, it's just water. But and then she threw you, her glass. <laughs> but couldn't you imagine? So, like, let if Teresa was trying to prove that point, could you imagine what would happen if Jennifer then pulled Teresa's hair? Exactly, and that's what Teresa, or not Teresa, Jennifer said in her interview. She's like, I don't understand the point she was trying to make because after she did that, I didn't insult her. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I was pissed. You know, she could tell she was mad. And she was even like, oh, my God, people stopped and were looking like, who just throws water on somebody, especially in the church basement? Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, yeah, it was um, it was weird. I just don't understand. I think Teresa just has so much going on that it whatever is like an easy friendship, that's what she's going to stick with. And I think right now Danielle's easy because Danielle kind of caters to her. The only thing she asked for is for Teresa to stand up for her. But every time they go somewhere, Teresa's late. Danielle's ordered her a glass of wine or has something waiting for her. Tells her how wonderful she is, how she's there for her. I think, I mean, Danielle kind of kisses her ass. She does. And what did she tell, wanted Marge to find? There's a lot of asshole references. There's been a lot of, yeah. Did she say to like kiss her asshole? Uh, I can't. Um, now I'm confusing that and the licking of the. Yeah, I was gonna say there was a lot of asshole references in know. one week. <laughs> Which I mean, so let's just say too that mid-season trailer for New Jersey looked intense. Or was it a mid-season? I don't know. Still I, to come this season, but I feel like we're past mid-season. I guess it's just like the rest, probably like I mean, the we have last quarter left, and we're going to Jersey Shore. Which will be really interesting. And it's a couple's trip. I love when New Jersey does couple's trips. They used to do them all the time. And they were amazing. And I'm really glad they're bringing that back. 
I'm really excited about it. And we get to see Bill, that clip that was shown at the beginning of New Jersey before it even came out, him being like literally carried, like, carried out. <laughs> Um, I love it. Uh, and I like how she's like, what did you guys do to him? I mean, Bill, good for you. You need, I feel like that guy is wound so tight. He needed to have one day where he just got really drunk. And I'm sure someone's going to tell me that's extremely unhealthy. Uh, I'm sure it's not really a great way to look at things, but it's what I do. Uh, <laughs> but speaking of assholes, Dallas. So we talked a lot about the race um, allegations with Carrie Brittingham. And I thought her responses were unbelievable she had really good input on like what to do if you felt similar uh to her where someone's kind of attacking you just because of who you are but her clapbacks were so good and like because we brought up the assholes i want to take a moment to talk about how leanne tried to imply that carrie's comment that her wedding planner was licking her asshole was homophobic I didn't know that only gay men could lick assholes. And she even turned to Andy and said, you didn't find that homophobic? And he's like, no, I think she's saying he kisses your ass. And her comment back was, are you saying my husband is gay because he licks my asshole? <laughs> it was unbelievable. And then she goes, it's a very pleasurable experience. I was just like, oh my God, I can't even handle where this conversation's gone. It was bananas. That reunion, the one thing that makes me sad about Dallas reunion is that we only got two parts. Usually I'm over the three-parter, but I kind of would have wanted a third part. However, I know that Andy had said when they filmed and we found out that they film, you know, for a good eight to nine, 10 hours that they spend so much time talking about the race portion. So maybe they didn't have that much more. Other, I think that. it, yeah, I think it was just the race portion. I would love them to do like a, I don't think it was Bravo that used to do this. I think it was the real world used to do an episode after a season wrapped. It would be the shit they didn't show. I wish we could see that just of Andy putting Leanne in her place. Like I want a montage of Andy, like all the different things Andy said to Leanne that didn't make it. Oh yeah. And one thing that I'm glad actually made it in the footage was Leanne's horrible comments about Carrie because alleged, I guess not even allegedly the women thought the other cast members thought it wouldn't actually be shown, which yeah. I found kind of shocking. I was very surprised by that too. It makes me wonder what else has Leanne said in the past, but they were all really convinced that it wouldn't air, which I guess made it even that much more surprising that they were discussing it at the reunion. Um, I, but I do think the fact that Dallas only got two parts is telling. I'm very concerned that Dallas doesn't have a strong future ahead. Although Carrie did tell us off the record that they are casting. I mean, they haven't gotten their contracts yet. She said, you know, you get your contracts and then they're filming in two weeks, but uh, they are, they're casting and looking like interviewing people. So do you think Dallas is going to get another season? How do you like, what is the future of Dallas? I don't know. Well, one Brandy is in a wellness center. I don't, I guess that's what you call it yeah. after her comments being made. So there's that Leanne. I don't see how they could bring her back. I, I really don't. I think Andy's distaste for her, which you hardly ever see during the reunion was very, very telling. I think individually, there's a lot of strong members in that cast, but I guess all together there's that energy. I don't know. I love, we love Carrie. We talked all about that. Cam is people Stephanie. Leandra, I some comedic relief. 
with the Spanx and um, looking like Mama D, but I don't know. I mean, I, and I did actually really enjoy this season. So I'm curious to see what will happen. So we've heard rumors that it's going to move to streaming. NBC wants to have their own streaming channel, which uh, Bravo is part of NBC Universal. So this could be one of the first that moves to a streaming network. We also kind of have some inside information that Mexican dynasties might move to that as well. Uh, but I, it does sound like there's going to be some sort of feature for Dallas, even if it's not on you know program television, it might be on streaming, which we've talked about for a while on the podcast. Uh, I'm just happy that they're at least giving it another season. I just really don't know what it's going to be like. Like you said, there's no way they can have Leanne back. I almost think it sets a bad example if Brandy gets to come back um, because her comments weren't great. She also stood behind her video mocking Asians. She didn't necessarily apologize. She said it was for entertainment and it was part of her audition for Bravo, which doesn't speak highly of Bravo either. So I don't know. It's so messy. I just, I don't know what's going to happen with Dallas, but like you said, we love, I love Steph. I love Cam. I love Deandra. I love Carrie Brittingham. So I would love to see all of them come back and like, let's bring in some new, maybe even younger people would be kind of a good mix into Dallas. Some of the young versus old society. Yeah. I was going to say, you got to mention the society part. Cause that yeah. conversation was hilarious too. Cause Cam, again, we like her, but she, she lacks a lot of self-awareness. I think when it comes to that, she's so bad, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, time will tell with Dallas. One of the things that we do know, though, is um, when these women start filming, we will see it. So we will know if it's actually going to be a production because we have seen on Instagram stories that there have been camera crews outside of Bronwyn and Emily from OC's house. So they are already filming, which if the rumors are true that Tamara found out last week she is not being asked back it would kind of match up with what Carrie told us that, you know, you get a contract and then you're filming in a few weeks. So who knows, but OC, I guess is doing already some, some filming right now. Yeah. So we'll keep sharing all the latest and greatest with what we know about Dallas and if it's coming back. And I, that reminds me, we have Salt Lake coming up soon. We're yeah. not sure when that will come out, but we'll share everything that we know but one thing, too, that Abby and I have been doing uh, in 2020 as we're trying to renew ourselves, just listening to other great podcasts and one of them. So mamas that are listening, you all have to listen to Mimosas with Moms, which is Abby Williams podcast. She's a close friend of ours. Her story is bananas. We've collaborated with her uh, recently so we can share that episode out if you want to learn more about her story but she's very inspiring her podcast it's all about supporting empowering connecting and she has interesting topics with very interesting topics like things i would never think i would want to talk about like how shit oh no go ahead and say she's yeah she covers things that i didn't even like it's helping me prepare for parenting in the future because it's things that haven't crossed my mind like how to talk about sex with your kids that's what i was just gonna say how to talk yeah. about sex with your kids like that's one of the topics that she covers but it's always something different and she has literally something for everyone so we want to give her some love and we're always looking for great podcasts to listen to and i know you all are too so hopefully, though, um, when you'll listen to Abby, subscribe to her. But first, because we're selfish, 
subscribe to ours. Oh, we almost forgot to do our shout out. Yeah, I was going to say our shout out. <laughs> which is so important. I don't know if you've been following our story. So I will say there are very few moments where we will show any sort of a sports interest. Uh, typically, it's when our hometowns are making the playoffs, although both of us are kind of avid sports enthusiasts when it comes to our own teams. But we have got to give this week's shout out to the amazing Kansas City Chiefs who won today by 20 points, 51-31 was the final score. But what makes it even more amazing is they were down 24-0 in the first quarter, had a comeback, had seven unanswered touchdowns. It was unbelievable. I mean, you're in Kansas City right now, Vanessa. Is it just crazy everywhere you go? I mean, I haven't really left my house, (laughs) so I will let you know tomorrow. But the energy is amazing. Everyone's so, so excited. My daughter's daycare on Friday. We had a big Chiefs Red Friday and had all the kids wearing red. There's Chiefs desserts, Mahomes desserts everywhere. We're super, super pumped. I'm going to, fingers crossed, knock on wood, try to go to the game next week. So we're so, so pumped. And man, nothing like sports to bring a town together and nothing like sports to remind you that you can't, don't get down if you're down 21, 24 points in the first quarter, you can always make a comeback. So I think sports is always a good reminder of that. It was, yeah, it's such a good reminder. I think even looking at, you know, the first quarter, it's like just the beginning. We're just in the beginning of this year. So if you're feeling kind of down, listen to our podcast, duh. No, that really wasn't supposed to be a plug for our <laughs> podcast. But just a reminder that it's still early in the year. Be be patient. Who knows? Your second, third, fourth quarter, you might be scoring seven unanswered touchdowns and having an amazing 2020. Uh, but with that, we just want to thank you guys so much for listening and to continue to support us. Please, if you haven't already done so, subscribe to our podcast, Real Moms of Bravo. You can listen to us anywhere you listen to it, your true crime podcasts or on Apple, Spotify, and so many others. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Real Moms of Bravo. That is where you're going to get the daily Bravo news. We usually put some funny memes that we Bravo life with motherhood. And um, obviously message us too if there's things you wish we were covering that we're not, or if you have any suggestions, let us know. And with that, we will catch you next week. Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go, let's go. Show up on day one, work out with us for 30 minutes, feel good right away. Yo! Repeat five days a week for three weeks. Three weeks? Five workouts a week. We're body, and we call that a body block. You pick the block and you're gonna love the experience. On week four, This part is really important. Take the week off. Seriously, we mean it. Rest, go on vacation, or try something new. Maybe some yoga. Notice you're not holding on to any tension here. Or a dance class. Get sexy with it, daddy. You do you. And then start again. Be committed to this process. Choose a new body block each month. Get a new challenge each month. Have fun every day. Avoid burnout. You're not going to quit on yourself today. This is how you reach your goals. You in? There is nothing that we can't do if we work together. Sign up for your first body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Are you ready to get started?